0: It is normal to crave pageantry, especially in our public life. The questions we need to ask ourselves, who and what is it for? If it's celebrating achievement, I can get behind that. If it's the Trumpification of our news, that's where I have to draw the line. This is a theme I've mentioned before. News media tend to hold politicians Only to the standards that the politician sets for himself or herself. Nothing more and nothing less. Trump games this system by setting no standards for himself or for those in his orbit. And what's left? What's the only thing we can then judge him on? Pure optics. Pure spectacle. Does it make good TV? Often yes. And that means good ratings, more clicks, an entire industry built around it. perfect example of this trend is the relationship with North Korea. Most politicians would, in accordance with their oath of office, hold the safety and security of the American people foremost. But for Trump, that word, relationship, covers all manner of sins. And it's allowed him and his staff to view DPRK as a series of set pieces In a low-stakes production, stepping over a low border, grip and grin with Kim Jong-un at the DMZ, great TV, historic moment. Got nothing for it, which is why no other president gave that regime the legitimacy it desired. But even worse, Pyongyang tested missiles just this week. Good TV, bad governance. Some overpaid pundits make several livings off of reminding us that Trump comes from that TV world. Focusing on drama serves us poorly when we attempt to align it with public service. I think about the Mueller hearings this week. Some very talented and well-paid folks were quick to opine that Mueller was not sexy or titillating in his testimony. Well-meaning people, even on the left, were aghast that this might not convince those who have yet to make up their mind about the propriety of the president's actions. How far lost are we that this is the bar to clear, for some, in public expectation? If you're telling me that the president likely committed crimes, but if you do it with a stammer, Or if you sound old, let's say, mid-70s-ish. Or if you had to check the notes of the hundreds of pages of documents you wrote that most of the people haven't read. Is that supposed to make me believe you less? I'm reminded of uh, an old Eddie Izzard bit about how you look, how you sound, what you say. The argument being that the vast majority of people care about the first thing only. Trump is known to watch TV on mute, the purest validation of Izzard's old joke. We saw during the Mueller hearings that Republicans, looking to prove themselves to Trump, the TV viewer-in-chief, they seem to be in a competition. Loudest voice and reddest face, the better to prove their loyalty. But, but, we know what Mueller said, and if you've read the report, it's not a surprise. For the vast majority, all the normal people out there who didn't read the report, maybe TV clips will help move public opinion. The facts remain these. Trump and those affiliated with him had numerous contacts with Russia during the presidential campaign. Russia interfered and continues to interfere with our elections. In 2016, they interfered to help Trump and create chaos and division. Trump and his campaign welcomed Russian help and never reported contacts or offers to the FBI. Trump and his associates in the campaign from his private enterprise and as president lied to cover all this up. That much we know. Humans crave performance. We enjoy the showmanship of it. And Trump caters to that lowest common denominator, Trump has been crowing for months about no collusion, total exoneration. Those claims were refuted by the report when it was written, and now again by Mueller himself in sworn testimony. If that doesn't matter to you, likely nothing will. In contrast, let's talk about another moment of spectacle from Washington these last few days. The Go for the Moon presentation on the National Mall. Now, if you didn't hear about it, it was a projection of the Apollo 11 mission shown on the side of the Washington Monument. The 363-foot Saturn V rocket launching up the side of the 555-foot obelisk. It was a beautiful moment for the country, a celebration of what we can do and have done together. A mark of achievements possible when we set aside our differences. The 50th anniversary of one giant leap for mankind. But lest we forget, the McCarthy hearings were in the spring of 1954. The war in Vietnam began in 1955. The Mercury program, the start of American human spaceflight, wasn't until 1958. And Martin Luther King was shot in April of 68. The riots began here in D.C. and other cities all over the country right after. And yet we marvel at the tableau of July 1969 because of this incredible human achievement, because and despite those hardships that made those small steps echo around the world. Our assistant producer, Alana Morris, went down to the National Mall and spoke to folks assembled there about why they had come, despite the oppressive heat and what they wanted to remember about what is possible.
1: Why did you come out here tonight, John?
2: Uh, just to see it, just it's kind of a spectacle. Yeah. You know, I think it's really exciting that all these people can s- sort of p- see it for themselves. I was, I'm old enough to have seen it live, so it, for me, it's sort of nostalgic.
0: Uh, we've been watching a PBS station, and uh, we've seen the uh, the stories about Apollo. So it's about a week we've been we've been watching. So it, it got us interest. We've been here before. But with the program, it, lead, it really uh, light up the idea to come here and see, um, especially because they say it's going to be on the reflection of the monument, and that got us excited. We traveled all the way up from Miami to see this. I wasn't alive to uh, see this. It's not just getting back on the moon, but checking what else is out there, and Mars is obviously one step, but there's a lot of more planets in our solar system that we could probably take advantage of as well.
3: I'm a native Washingtonian, and this is the first time for something like this that I know of to occur, and I think this is a historical moment, something that, you know, it's 50 years, not going to happen again.
2: You know, I think it was a shame that uh, it kind of came to a screaming halt after the Apollo program for a few years and there was Skylab, and then nothing for several years after that and then the space shuttle. There doesn't seem to be, you know, the, once you've been to the moon, it's kind of hard to top that. you got to have some... Big goal, and there really isn't one that's achievable right now.
1: Um, it's something that's actually very close to our hearts. Um, my father actually worked for NASA, so um, it's something that we're really we take pride of, pride of as Americans, but also it's very close to us personally. The uh, landing on the moon is like one of, the, of one of America's greatest achievements, and you know it's so nice that we get to celebrate something like this, and um, and it's it's a great thing to get people together and commemorate. Something this special.
2: When I was a kid and back in the '60s, I was a real space nut. I mean, it was, I followed all of the NASA launches and all of the, the space flights. And when this happened, Apollo 11 happened. I remember telling my dad, "This is my Lindbergh." My dad was old enough for Lindbergh, and I'm going to stay up all night. And I even after. They got off the moon. I stayed up all night, and they replayed it and replayed it. It was one of the only times they had TV on after like two in the morning. I stayed up all night.
1: As a, as a country, United States is uh, very proud to be the first one to land on the moon. So we are immigrants to this country, but um, it was happened 50 years ago. That was America's the first nation to launch, and it's great. That would be a fun event to see. I mean, it's a once and. In- fifty years and you know it's I think it would just be a monumental event to get to come and say, hey, I saw the spaceship on on the Washington Monument.
3: We as a planet are continuing to grow and learn new things and it's all part of exploration. Um looking into our future capability.
2: Just riveted to the T V. It was incredibly exciting. And was in a little bit very a little bit scary because she knew how dangerous it was.
1: So, do you still consider yourself a spacehead? I guess or are you still really interested?
2: You know, it just sort of faded. Uh, you know, the, I, I just didn't the, the the Apollo program was very inspiring. Um, space shuttle, not so much. I mean, it's one thing to go up on a bullet; it's another thing to go up on a truck.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I think it's been a really you know, impressive um, thing that we get to say. I mean, we've been outer space, we've been to outer space, we've been on the moon, and, you know, there's always ways that we can improve and we can keep going. So I think we've, we've come very far, but, again, there are a lot of improvements we can make and, you know, new things we can discover
0: as well. What will be our recollection of this moment, our moment now, 50 years hence? If the seas rise and conflicts worsen or if humanity stretches even further beyond the reaches of our imagination. How will we combat the McCarthy's, the Roy Cohn's, the James Earl Ray's of this era, the one we're in now? We have to remember to keep spectacle in its place, lest we lose control of it. The same Roy Cohn who sat next to Joe McCarthy went on to advise a young Donald Trump. Trump's appreciation for showiness and how he uses it to cow his followers, that's no secret. We also asked those assembled for Go for the Moon what they thought of Donald Trump using the mall this past Independence Day for his private ticketed campaign event, breaking yet another tradition and political norm— in his unquenchable thirst for ratings. Um, As
1: someone who's lived in the Washington, D.C. area, I find it uh, despicable. I don't think that it should be used for political purposes just because it's the nation's capital and it's where people come to enjoy themselves, and I don't think it should be involved in politics whatsoever. I think it's really disappointing.
3: Uh,
1: I mean, wasn't a huge fan of that one. I thought it was actually a really big shame. It doesn't reflect um, the spirit of our country. a little divisive. Um, it's a really good. I think July Fourth is a really good opportunity to remind us all of what we stand for and what, what, no matter what party we belong to, that we're one country and that we're an amazing country. So it was a missed opportunity, unfortunately. But I appreciate that. There are many uh, here to celebrate it, so still proud to celebrate as an American, for sure. I don't think it was a great use of funds. I don't think it was a great way to show what kind of country we are. I think it was showing a very small portion of what um, some people think, but I don't think that's what the majority of people believe, and so I don't think it was very reflective to everyone in our country and everyone around the world.
3: I've seen other countries where they've had their military uh, tanks and I don't feel that that is the place for this country to do that, um, to boast and brag about how powerful we are as far as how we have the tanks and the, the, the machinery to destroy others. Um, we don't want to depict ourselves as a type of a country that conquers all. Um, we should be for the people and by the people but also respect other countries
1: Um, that was i found it very offensive personally even though i couldn't help myself I, i had to be out of town for that because i didn't want to be here because i do come to the mall every july 4th and enjoy myself so i had a real problem with it especially with the fiction that was told at that speech
2: you know, I think that's unfortunate. The 4th of July is for everybody. It's not a political, it should not be politicized ever. Um, and, you know, I came down here in 1980 when they first started having, they had a, they had the Beach Boys down near the Washington Monument. And there were hundreds of thousands of people sweltering and everybody had a blast. And it was open to everybody.
0: This business where you've got half
2: the mall fenced off for a political event is
0: ridiculous. It's natural to mark time, to welcome celebrations, to cheer with others. But we have to be careful of what we allow ourselves to tolerate, lest it corrupt our expectations. Bob Mueller was never going to be another moon landing. To put him on that pedestal, to expect that much from a political event, is to concede to the interests that seek to diminish his testimony, to sideline his conclusions, for the benefit of the president and the world of zero expectations. The president was not exonerated. He accepted inappropriate help from a foreign power. And Mueller made clear that one of the only reasons the president isn't indicted right now is because of DOJ policy. The Department of Justice has determined that the office of the presidency is uniquely exempt. We shouldn't need fireworks to make that stand out.